tools for living, room to grow, a space of grace to become everything God wants us to be. You're listening to The Living Room Podcast with Joanna Weaver, episode 37. Well, hey there, you guys. Hope you're having a wonderful summer. It's really glorious here in Southwest Montana. After our long winters, I can tell you that the green grass and blue skies and beautiful flowers make my heart so happy. Summer always just brings a season of rest for our soul and even a little break in our church schedule when it comes to our Sunday school classes and Bible studies. But you know what? Even then, we're still praying and planning toward the fall. And perhaps you are as well. So with that in mind, I thought it might be good to spend a few episodes here in the living room focused on Christian leadership. My guest today is Esther Littlefield. She has a heart for leadership women, whether it's in the church or the marketplace. And I really think you're going to enjoy our conversation as we talk about leading with God confidence. It blessed me, and I hope it will bless you as well. Well, I'm so happy to have with me today Esther Littlefield. I better say that again. Well, I'm so happy to have with us today in the living room, Esther Littlefield. Esther is a writer and host of the Christian Woman Leadership Podcast. She's also a pastor's wife, a mama one, and and is the founder of Morningstar Media Services. And I'm just telling you what, this girl has a lot going on. I'm so happy to have you with us, Esther. Thank you, Joanna. I am excited to be here today with you. Uh, We were just chatting a little bit beforehand about being multi-passionate women and you, um, you're part of ministry, but you also are a businesswoman. Talk to me. How did that all evolve? Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you want the short story or the long story? <laughs> well, you're probably going to go with the short one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I never imagined that I would be a business person. So the short story is I went to college for social work, graduated, got a a job right out of college in the social work career. And then shortly after that, I was invited to a direct sales um, party where where my friend was selling scrapbooking supplies. And I ended up signing up and getting into direct sales um, and ended up later down the road, had a different company that I was with. And that kind of started my entrepreneurial journey. And at the same time, uh, I had gotten married and my husband ended up, uh, he and I together ended up volunteering in our youth group at our church. And that eventually led into him being hired as the youth pastor after the former youth pastor had moved away. So that kind of started our ministry path. Um, And then a few years ago, I had uh, gotten done with the direct sales company and kind of shifted my focus back to writing which I've always loved. And so that's where my writing on my blog has has really been focused. Um, and it's all kind of just weaved together. Like God has brought all these pieces together for me at different places. But uh, about three and a half years ago, I started my business, Morningstar Media Services. And it was at a point in our family where it was kind of like m- my decision had to be, okay, I'm either going to do something. I'm either going to go back to that direct sales company, which I didn't really want to do, or I'm going to have to go get a full-time job, or I have to figure out something else to do to earn some money and, and be at home, which is really what I wanted to do. And that's where that business started. And it was such a blessing to be able to use all that I had learned along the way and all of those different career paths and kind of bring it all together and still be able to be at home and raise my daughter. So hopefully that makes sense, but that's kind yeah. of how this is all 
all gone <laughs> all together. Right. Well, that whole idea of being multi-passionate has kind of been my journey as well. Um, I've been blessed. We are in, been in ministry for many, many years, but I was blessed to be able to stay at home with my kids. And yet I did things on the side because, yeah. you know, it was always nice to have that extra money for things. And um, and then the writing came along and it's just interesting. God doesn't uh, has not allowed me to just follow one little path. It's been kind of little parallel paths. And and like you, it's kind of fun to see how then he brings them together. And so right. I assume that's kind of what inspired your Christian Women Leadership podcast. Yeah, yeah. So the podcast came uh, a little over a year ago because in my business with Morningstar, I was working on the behind the scenes kind of side of a lot of online businesses. So other people who had businesses where they were doing coaching or consulting or writing and speaking. And I was doing a lot of the tech and a lot of the support things on their website and their social media. And I was a podcast addict. I have loved podcasts for a long time. And I had always had in the back of my mind, like, I'd like to have a podcast at some point. And I ended up having a client who had a podcast and she wanted me to run her podcast for her, basically. So I learned everything that you have to do on the be- on the behind the scenes side of a podcast uh, and learned a lot of strategy and a lot of things from her. And so out of that, I ended up starting the Christian Woman Leadership Podcast because I had always had a heart for women who have a desire to lead um, or who have been ended up in leadership roles, even though they maybe not, didn't anticipate leading in their lives. Um, so that could be both in ministry, which has you know been my journey, but also for the women who are in the workplace or in business who have leadership roles or you know are are influencing others in some way, which I think we all are. So mm-hmm. my desire with the podcast was to uh, encourage those women wherever they are in their lives to be able to to do what God is calling them to do, um, but to to take this role of leadership seriously. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of women who who maybe have a desire to lead, but they don't know where to begin. Uh, there's also women who are leading and they really don't want to. Yeah, um, what would you say? What do you say to that woman who's like? I feel God doing stuff in me, but I don't even know where to begin. Mm. <laughs> that is, that's so the story of many women that I talk to. And I think uh, for me, I didn't even recognize that God had been calling me into leadership until probably four or five years ago, even though when I look at my whole journey, I can see the signs along the way. Um, so for the woman who's maybe kind of in that role of, okay, I've either been thrown into a leadership role and I didn't expect it, or maybe I'm starting to sense God is calling me to something and I don't know what it is. I, I think the first thing is to really just to sit and pray and talk to God about what he's, you know, listen to what he's telling you um, and to look for the signs around you of what he's already doing through you. Because oftentimes I think we're already leading in one way or another. It might be that we're leading our children at home, or it might be that we're leading a small group in our church. Uh, And sometimes women don't even recognize, like, that's actually a leadership role. Right. So to look at the signs and maybe reflect on 
you're on your life up to this point. And if you start to kind of think about all the different steps God has brought you on, you might start to see some um, parallels or some common themes where you can see the places where you are thriving the most or the places where you sense that God is using you the most effectively and where you are most excited to be serving. So I think that's one step is just to kind of sit and listen and reflect. And then I think the other thing to do is just to start taking action. So Mm. I think that there's so many times where we sit and we wonder, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? I mean, I have this running joke with my husband where every other month or so I'll look at him and I'll say, what am I doing with my life? Like I just, you know, I'll (laughs) I'll question myself. Um, And it's silly because I know I'm doing a lot of things with my life and I know God is using me. But uh, we sometimes are looking for that one thing, that one calling or that one special dream that we're supposed to have or do. And I think most of the time, leadership is simply doing the thing that God has called you to right now and just living out your everyday life in a way, you know, in a purposeful way, in a way where you are intentional about how you're living and how you're leading others around you. And Mm -hmm. so you can reflect and think and pray, but you also have to go out and just start doing something and see where that path takes you. Yeah. I like that so much. You know, one of the most powerful things I've ever heard um, was Henry Blackaby's book, Experiencing God, way, way, way back, when he suggested rather than trying to find God's will, to just look for where God is working and join Him there. Yeah. And that has been such a freeing thing because I think we can make, you know, purpose. We hear that word so much. You got to find your purpose. You got to find your passion. And we're like, ah, but if we can really just say, Lord, give me eyes to see what you're up to and what you might want me to do to be a part, I think it's so freeing because then we get to become what the Lord wants us to be rather than discover it and then somehow fit into this huge role of expectations that that sometimes can really trip us up. Absolutely. What would you say to that girl who's like, um, I am I I have this really big, big desire and I've got this big, big dream, but the doors just keep shutting on it. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a hard place to be. <laughs> uh, and I would say I, I've experienced that myself. So I'll share an example. When I was fairly newly married, I, I mentioned that my husband and I had been volunteering in our youth group, and we were also involved in a small group and doing some different things. And there was a group of women that were starting a new ministry at our church. And I kind of wanted to be involved. And so I had put my hat in the ring to be one of the people on the team. And I can't even remember all the details because it it was a long time ago. But I didn't end up getting selected to be part of that ministry. And there there was some reasons for it. Like it that sounds kind of mean, but there was there was some actual yeah. qualifications that you needed to be doing that ministry and and I didn't get it and I felt like it was a closed door I felt like it was kind of a slap in the face like god I wanted to serve you I wanted to help and why didn't I get to do that and looking back I can totally see god's hand in it that I was not ready to be in that kind of ministry role I did not have enough um 
spiritual maturity. I had a lot to learn about uh, about marriage and about relationships and about serving God. And it was just not the right timing. And so, you know, sometimes when we get those closed doors, we can feel like it means that we're never going to get to do that thing that we that we sense God working on our hearts for. And so fast forward several years later, uh, a different time in my life, and God put on my heart to start a women's Bible study at my church, and specifically to start a, a study for younger women who maybe some of them might be newer to faith or were still kind of even on the fence, like maybe they hadn't even made a decision to follow Jesus. And I had a few friends who kind of fit in that category, and I I questioned myself. I was like, oh, I don't know. Should I do this? I don't know if I'm qualified. I don't know if I'm really, you know, well educated enough to do this study or whatever. But I ended up jumping in and just doing it. And out of that came so much fruit and so many blessings. And women truly got to dig into God's word so much deeper and deepen their faith. And um, really, we saw a lot of miracles out of that study. And then many other groups kind of formed after that. And so when I look back, I'm like, okay, that first time when I wanted to serve women and I wanted to be in the ministry role, uh, reaching women, I wasn't ready for it. And it wasn't the right timing. So I just had to keep doing what God had put in front of me at that time, which was just continuing to volunteer in the youth group and so on. Uh, And then later, God brought me to a place where I was ready and where it was the right timing for me to start serving in that way. And so I think for that woman who's maybe feeling like doors are closing, I would say don't give up on that dream, but also just ask God to use you in whatever you're doing and serve him in the best you can in wherever he has placed you right now um, and continue to to pray that he will show you your next steps. That is so good. You know, that's kind of been my journey as well. And, you know, we can feel so resentful. And I think I've seen a lot of women derailed by just anger that they were shut down when it really is an opportunity. It really is a mercy that God says, no, you're not quite ready yet. But for me, you know, having this burning, burning passion to speak to women um, in my early 20s, but you know, it wasn't for 18 years until God opened the door. Yeah. And can we be faithful? I think this has been the most huge thing for me. Can I be faithful ministering in the shadows? Mm. Can I just, can I even be faithful serving someone else's dream and someone else's ministry? Because if I can be faithful there, like the Bible says, you know, if we're faithful in little, then he can trust us with much. So I love that story. I think I think I would just say to those girls some a message that God dropped in my heart. You know what? Deepen the message. Let God broaden the ministry. Mm. And if we'll just fall in love with him, if we'll learn how to love his word, then he does. He'll he'll open doors. But he does it so wisely because here's the reality. We will replicate what we are. Yeah. <laughs> and so if I'm only an inch deep, that's what I'm going to replicate. So I can trust the Lord when he goes, nope, not yet. It's not rejection, it's direction. So that's that's mm-hmm. awesome. 
What do you think though, that woman who's like, okay, I know there's something God wants me to do, but I am terrified. <laughs> I am terrified. The door has been opened, but I've said, no, 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 not me. Yeah. What would you say to that girl? Oh my goodness. I think this is where you really have to dig into where your value and your worth comes from, which is 100% from God and not from what that thing is that you're sensing him calling you to do. So, uh, you know, for example, for me, when I started the podcast, I, I believed God was, was calling me to start this podcast. Um, I, I was terrified, even though I was excited, I was still terrified. Um, <laughs> uh, but I really had to just decide to let go of the outcome of whatever was going to come out of it and say, okay, I will be obedient with what you're asking me to do. And I'll do it to the best of my ability. I'll use all the gifts and skills that you've given me up to this point and serve in that way. But if we attach our worth and our value to how it turns out, to the number of followers that we have, or the number of people that show up to Bible study when we say we will lead it, or the number of people that show up to that you know talk we're giving at MOPS or whatever it is, I think that's where we get into trouble when we start to, you know, associate our value and our worth on the outcome of what we're doing versus having the confidence and the security in who God says we are and who he is. And then simply saying, okay, I will be obedient to what you're asking me to do. So the fear never goes away. I don't think the fear will ever go away. Every time I think, okay, I've gotten, you know, I did that big thing that someone else maybe thinks, oh, that was so scary. And I might've even been a little scared about it. Then the next time God asked me to do something, I still get scared. <laughs> yes. um, but it just, you build confidence by taking action and by doing those things and taking those baby steps of faith. When you say, okay, I will follow you. I will do what you're calling me to do. It will build you up and and give you more confidence the next time God puts a really scary thing in front of you. I love it. I actually did a whole podcast on doing it afraid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we keep thinking that we've got to be ready. We've got it. And you know, there's wisdom. We need wisdom. We, we need to count the cost of the tower before we build it and all of that. But I think when the Lord says, yes, please, it's time to be willing to step out. And I would add, be be willing to fail. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're so terrified of failure that we fail to even try. And for me, I can look back and, you know, it's interesting as you were talking, I was remembering the Lord had really laid on my heart. I knew it was him. I, how, here's how I knew I tested it because I have lots of ideas. I bet you're an idea girl, <laughs> aren't you, Esther? Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of ideas. <laughs> yeah, I have to always run it by God, and I have to be sure that I don't just rush into it because I, you know, I've I've got all these ideas of these mighty things I can do for God. So I'd really tested it. I talked it, talked to my husband. I talked to some advisors, and it was a vision for a ministry 
to um, to minister to Christian women, a lot of like what you're doing. And so I had this idea. I had the framework for a website. It was going to be glorious. <laughs> and part of it was a podcast. So I plunked down a big chunk of change to to do a, a podcast on a certain network. And, um, and I did it faithfully. But you know what? The other pieces that I had just said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this, but these are the other pieces, the other people that I'm going to need to have you bring my way never materialized. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, I, I still go, hmm, I wonder what that was all about. But I just had to be at peace that I had obeyed, that that was whatever he was going to do with it. I may never know until heaven what that was all about. But I did the thing that he asked. And I think so many times we do, we get so caught up in the results and we miss out on the beauty of just simply obeying, simply obeying. But that takes confidence. And I, you know, you and I were talking about really how much we do need to walk in God confidence. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's something that God has really been working on in me for for many years. <laughs> um and I just think it is kind of the foundation of whether or not we will be effective in our roles and that can be whether you're effective as a wife, a mom, uh, a friend, um, a leader, you know, a, a pastor's wife, whatever role you might be in, if you are lacking in confidence, you're probably always going to struggle. And that pretty much is my story for many years. I didn't really understand confidence and I didn't have confidence. Um, And so I struggled for a long time because I was doing what I mentioned earlier. I was always looking for something outside of God or in addition to God to validate me and to give me worth or to, to show my success. And all of those things and all the other people that I was turning to would ultimately fail me and would ultimately let me down. And so I would ultimately always be struggling and thinking I have, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not doing the things that I should be doing because I wasn't really resting my my complete and utter trust in in God alone. So that's why I think it's so important. I think that if we don't have it, it has a lot of really negative consequences for us. And if we truly understand it and if we can truly build it, um, then it will make all the difference in, whenever we are going to take those steps of faith, going out and doing different things that God might be asking us to do. Yeah. But you know, it's it's so easy to say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to say walk in confidence. But I can hear that girl on the other side of this podcast going, Yeah, but what how? Mm-hmm. What does that even look like? What would you say? Yeah. I there's there's so much to it that I would say that the first thing is to really kind of assess where you are, like to uh, really evaluate where you're at with your understanding of confidence and um, how how much confidence you have, essentially. <laughs> uh, for me, I, you know, looking back in my life, I mentioned, you know, it's been my journey. So really growing up as a child, I was super insecure. I struggled a lot with insecurity and just never feeling like I 
had the ability to speak up, the ability to say what I wanted to say. I struggled even just to say hello to people when they would talk to me, you know, um, just was always that super shy, introverted, but but to an extreme of like being afraid, you know? And so I, I would say that when you're in that place of being fearful, it's it, it's helpful just to to acknowledge it and say, okay, I'm recognizing I don't have confidence. I'm not... I'm not secure in who God has made me to be. I think, too, another piece is to really understand what we mean by confidence. And I know you mentioned, you know, this God confidence, and that's really how I view it, too, is that confidence is not about you. It's about the God who lives in you. And so it starts with having a really clear understanding of Scripture and about what God says about himself and about what God says about you. And that's kind of where I start with um, when I talk to people about this is we need to start with the truth and we need to understand the truth. And then we need to, need to start believing the truth, getting it into our hearts and our minds. And then we start walking in that truth. So if you try to start just going out and being confident in and of your own strength, you're not going to do it. You're 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 just going to fail because again, you're not going to be basing it on the right thing. So you have to really base confidence on the right thing and not on your yourself and your own abilities because again, other people and yourself, you will always be let down by by others and by yourself because we're not perfect people. There's no way that I can always be confident in myself and my own abilities. It's not possible. Yeah. I know for me, one of the big, big steps, and it happened interestingly during the time that I was waiting, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like we talked about earlier, that in-between time where you have that burning passion and then the fulfillment of that, um, as I was, you know, really, I don't even know how to explain it, but just making myself available to God and seeing my weak spots. I think confidence sometimes we think is just ignoring our weak spots, but actually it takes a lot of courage to invite God into those broken places, you know, and, and I had, I had been very insecure, had some really painful things happen in junior high that gratefully actually brought me to my knees before the Lord and to a point of really surrendering all that I was to Him. I knew He'd given me gifts and talents, but I knew that if I took them and ran with them, then I would be creating something, you know, that was built on me and not on God. And and I knew, I also knew myself enough to know that that was not going to end well. (laughs) And, And so I think if we are available to God, if we're really tender and we let him put his finger on our stuff and we... We ask for forgiveness. We ask him to change our heart. He is so faithful to do it. And for me, it's been so exciting as as I've just cooperated with that process of him having his way in me. um, It's actually been those broken, messy places that God has been able to use and give me a message to share with other women and to share. And I think I think I would say that to that girl who feels so insecure. Invite God into that place of fear. Yeah. Let him deliver you from all your fears. But also, don't you think we've got to get over waiting to feel confident? Yes. 
Because <laughs> I don't feel confident a lot, but I know God's asking me to do something. And so as I step out, you know, he's faithful to be there. Yeah. 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 And I think that confidence really comes down. If you if you study it in scripture, a lot of the times that the word confidence is um is translated into English, the original Greek or Hebrew word actually is has a meaning of trust. And I just ah. love that because it's a reminder that where am I placing my trust? Am I placing my trust in God? Am I relying on him to give me everything I need to do what he's just asked me to do? Um, or am I putting my trust in myself? And that's my biggest, that's probably my biggest battle of my life. <laughs> you mentioned the word surrender. Yes, me too. And yeah. as a perfectionist who likes to get things right and do, do the best at everything in my life, I do not like surrendering control. I like to be able to know the plan and have all the steps lined out and know exactly how I'm going to get it done and make sure that I do it better than everyone else. I mean, that sounds <laughs> obnoxious, but that's kind of how I have, you know, like I said, in, in the younger years, I was super shy and, and uh, nervous, but I was really good at school. Like I figured out academics was my thing and I was able to kind of exceed there. And so I started to place my trust in myself because I could do well at those things. But then God used some things in my life later on that totally destroyed my ability to put my trust in myself. Um, my marriage. <laughs> I I thought I had marriage figured out. I, I thought, you know what? I've done this whole dating thing right. You know, my husband and I dated. We we waited for, for uh, intimacy until marriage. We did all the right things on paper. But then we got to a place in our marriage where I thought it was going to end. Mm. And that brought me to a place, like you said, where I had to invite God in and say, I cannot do this on my own. I cannot. I have no idea what the answer is. And I had to start putting my trust in, in God to repair that and to bring that back. Same thing with my parenting. I have been brought to my knees in parenting because I have not been able to figure out what to do at times. And uh, it's just, you know, I only yeah. have one child, but I, that God, God has challenged me with that one child more than I ever would have anticipated. And again, it's been a place of surrender to say, okay, Lord, I know you have called me to be the wife to Scott. I know you have called me to be the mom to my daughter. Um, but I sometimes I just don't know how to do it. And I need your strength. And so it's a it's a regular surrendering and a regular putting my trust in him for giving me the strength to to do these things. Um, and so that's where I, I really think confidence is about trust. And it's about trusting God to be your source of strength to do whatever he's calling you to do. Oh, that's so good. That, I love that. I'm writing a book on trusting mm. God. So I'm going to have to look up those oh, verses because yeah. I love that. It's, I love that. Yeah, it's so fun. And it's so freeing. It's so freeing when we realize it's not all up to me. Yes. It's not all up to me because it's terrifying. If it is all up to me, even those of us who are maybe more confident than others, I mean, that's a terrifying mm -hmm. place to be. But when I realize that the best kind of leadership is a partnership with the Lord, then um, that's so freeing. You know, I was thinking 
Um, I know there have been periods of time in my life where when I wasn't doing so good at home, when I wasn't doing so great as a mom or, or as a wife, sometimes those of us who are driven and gifted will just pour ourselves into ministry or will pour ourselves into business. But God really is interested about the whole person. And, and I love that about him, yeah. that he's like, no, I'm not going to let you escape. I want you to flourish in every place I put you. Yeah. What would you say would be, as you kind of navigated that with the Lord and let him get his hands on you, um, you and I had been talking about, you know, that the best kind of ministry and flourishing really does operate out of our walk with the Lord. How has he drawn you closer to him? I think that really one of the biggest turning points for me was in that time in my marriage when I thought things were (laughs) where we weren't sure where things were going to go. I mean, we never wanted divorce to even be on the table. And my husband was a youth pastor at the time. So, you know, that's really not a a fun thing to be (laughs) doing or talking about when you're in ministry. And I felt so alone. I felt like no one could understand. I did, thankfully, God brought some some close friends into my life to help through that time. But really, it came down to um, a women's retreat that I went to where God showed me what I had been doing. And what I had been doing was I had been expecting my husband to make me happy. And I had been putting all Mm -hmm. the pressure on him and our relationship to fulfill me instead of turning to God as my number one source. And so around that time, I started committing to digging into God's word on a daily basis. And I had grown up in the church. I had I mean, my grandparents were missionaries. My other grandparents were pastors. Like I knew all the Bible answers, you know, I knew all the right things to say and do. So I had figured out how to kind of appear really spiritual (laughs) without going super deep with God. And so it was kind of around that time where I started really getting into God's word and being uh, just turning to him first and foremost before my husband, before friendships. Um, I also started to, like you said, kind of this whole person idea, I started to take better care of myself and kind of do some things to help myself stay healthy. Cause I think that affects our, our overall, mm-hmm. you know, ability to, to function in life. Um, but really the foundational part of that was, uh, committing to getting into God's word. And that's around that time when I started kind of uh, going to Bible studies and and just being more engaged in fellowship around God's word, and yeah, that was really probably the place where I recognized that that actually makes a huge impact, you know. And within a year or two, you know, we really started to come out of that season, and then a little while later is where God called me to start that Bible study that I mentioned, where then I was able to take what He'd been working on in me and help encourage other women to like get into God's Word when you are in His Word regularly, when you are turning to him first and foremost. And I still don't get it right all the time. I mean, there's definitely still times where I I don't do this right, but I have just seen the impact it makes on 
my ability to do life <laughs> that I I don't ever want to go back to trying to to get through my days and my weeks without him. Amen. Oh. And isn't he kind that he'll let us coast for a while and then he'll yeah. <laughs> he'll let us hit a wall and uh, afresh and anew we find out how much we need him and and it's all grace. It's all grace. I just love your heart, Esther, and I love all of the tools and and resources that you have. I hope people go to estherlittlefield.com and just kind of poke around your website. I, I enjoyed that and all of the wonderful, like like 80 podcasts that, of interviews and, and different things where you talk about different aspects of leadership. Yeah, so yeah. thank you. Thank you for letting God get his hands on you. And then thank you for being willing to be his hands to others. It's really a beautiful thing. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Well, as we close, would you just, um, would you pray over those girls out there that are feeling a stirring in their heart? Maybe they've had a dream for a long time and and they just wonder why it's taking so long or that woman who's just feeling like God might be asking her to do something, but she's so afraid. Would you just pray for us as we close? Sure. Dear Lord, I just thank you so much for every single woman that's listening right now and for the the passions and the dreams and the gifts that you've given her. I pray right now that if she's afraid or unsure or just unclear on where you're calling, God, that you would just start to reveal to her her next steps. Uh, I pray that she would turn to you first and foremost for her strength, for her wisdom, and for um, just the ability to to step out and for her worth and her value, for her to know that you made her on purpose, you made her with a purpose, and that you have things that she is designed to do. And I pray that you would just give her that confidence to take one baby step in that direction and to allow you to guide her as she as she continues in that journey we thank you for this in jesus name amen amen i don't know about you but it amazes me that god has chosen to link his work here on the earth with us mere human beings well i don't know what the lord's been stirring in your heart but i hope whatever it is you'll say yes to his call Remember, you don't have to do it in your strength. He's not asking you to figure it out on your own. He wants to enable and lead you as you do everything he asks. I hope you'll check out Esther's podcast as well as her leadership materials. You can find links over at joannaweaverbooks.com forward slash 037. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll share it with your friends. And did you know that if you subscribe to The Living Room on any and all podcast players, it will automatically show up on your podcast player every time a new episode airs. And it's all completely free. <laughs> well, listen, be sure to tune into the next episode. I'll be interviewing Cindy Ownby. She's the founder of the popular website, Women's Ministry Toolbox. And we'll be talking about her new book, Rethinking Women's Ministry. I know you'll be inspired. So until next time, keep walking in God confidence, my friend. He's going to give you everything you need to live and love and lead like Jesus.